Welcome to Thrive Podcast. Here, you'll find our weekly sermons, songs, and different other types of content. Subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. So, letter is written for the first church in Europe. That was uh, that was planted by Paul, and this happened after eleven years since the church planted. And Paul, the Philippines loved Paul because he obviously planted the church. And more than planting the church, he's been taking care of them through prayer, spiritual, and everything in every aspect of it. So, um, and this is written in like 60 AD. So that's the Roman Roman time. He's waiting for judgment from Caesar. He's in prison, and he's saying that he's encouraged. He's in prison. Saying he's encouraged. He's he's in prison. He's encouraging people, not just being encouraged. So, what do we learn from this? There are key verses, famous verses. He who started good work in you will, who, who he began, who he who began a good work in you will see it come through. Right? There are a bunch of verses that that are there just in one chapter. And the other famous verse that we know is verse nine. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best. And may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Day of Christ is showing up. We don't know when. But are you all ready for that? Are you looking for that? Are you doing that blameless, pure thing? We're human beings, we fail. We lie. We say we'll do something and we don't. Simple things. Right? So, do we remember these things? And say, hey, wait a second. Let me evaluate my life. Let me check. Let me just check on myself. Let me take myself out on a date and check me out. You know? What am I doing? Is this something, if Christ was to come today, I'm going to sit here or I'm going to be flat up? It's a big question, right? And it says, blend us for the day for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. The glory and praise of God. Do you have Jesus? Yes, I know Jesus. Yes, I've been baptized. Cool. Even the Bible takes it to, to a point where Jesus was like, they were like, yo, you know, we have cast out demons, we've done this, blah, blah, blah. And God is like, what? I don't know you. Oh, let me give you another verse. The, the women that went, half of them didn't have oil, so they went to the shop to get it. Bride was there. They got in. They knocked. Like, yo, we were here, we were at night. I don't know you. Are you the people that are losing light, oil? Are you the people that are assuming or thinking that you're following Christ? Or are you actually following Christ? Because everybody here is Ethiopian, right? So you know the culture. It's Christianity is mostly culture driven for a lot of us. Troubles. It depends on which background of church we come from. Every church that we've been in has a culture. And the culture outweighs the word. 
directly or indirectly? Is Jesus in culture or in the Bible? So, what are you doing with your life? Where are you? Oh, life is so good. Business is going well. Family's good. Happy wife, happy life. I can say that. So my wife is happy. I'm assuming she's here. My work is going well. I have a good relationship with my parents. Got a good relationship with my wife's parents. I can relax. <laughs> I'll still be here when everybody's going up. Because my number one priority must be Christ and everything that I do. Does it make sense? Number one question a lot of people are being asked right now. Number one question people don't usually have answers to. If I was to give you a billion dollars, what would you do with it? What's your plan for your life? Guess what? A lot of people run for a life like that, but they don't even have a plan for it. And if you were to add to that, would you follow, would you do the right thing to get that or the wrong thing and get it in a second? People go, wait a second, just a second, I can do something and you know, I can just ask God for forgiveness and just get that Have you seen that magazine where this guy was like, I prayed for a bike and God didn't give me a bike so I knew that that's not how God works and I stole a bike and I asked for forgiveness? Mm. Have you read that? It's, it's a me, it was a famous me, right? Trying to play around. You don't see Paul playing around. Paul can easily sit down and go like, you, you're going here. You, you're doing that. Don't you think Paul can use his connection to go out of prison? I mean, this guy is a man of the law. This guy has connections. Let me prove it to you. When he went to kill Christians, he had already told people, hey, I'm going to kill Christians. Why didn't the soldiers stop him? They know who Paul was. He's playing their agenda. But he also had friends around. I don't think he was a lonely person. So, where where are your values? You know, is it when situations arise, we're like, hmm, Lord, wait a second, I got something to do, or is it, well, what do you think about this? Does it make sense? Are we together? All right. And um, the obvious verse that everybody loves for to me to love, to live as Christ today is get it. Can you say that confidently? Can you all say that confidently? It's tough to say confidently, but this guy said it confidently. Literally, in other parts of Ethiopia, people are sitting down like this and they're gone. Bombs are flying, they're gone. If that was to happen right now, are y'all confident? Are y'all going to heaven? Hey Jesus, what's up? I made it. Hey angels. If I had known heaven was this good, I'd have been hurting. Would you say that? Again, it's a challenge for everybody. Think about your life. You don't need prison to think about this. Our situation as a country is enough for that. If I'm to die, I'm already 
I'm not going to go like, oh, you know, I should, I should have done this or do that. But like, I'm confident in Christ. I'm forgiven. I'm loved. More than that, I have represented Christ. Can I say that? Do I? Does my love? Does my life represent Christ? Because if saying Jesus in a rap saves everybody saved. Are we together? If I was to put a cross as a chain, everybody saved. It's not how it works. It's a life thing. It's a day-to-day thing. That's what Paul was trying to do. And it's a challenge for everybody. Alright. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror. Alright. Are you on a highway to hell? Highway to hell. Or are you on a highway to heaven? Are you finding your way to Christ? And you know what? Christ knows that it's tough. You're right. But he also tells, tells us that temptations don't come from God. Temptations are our thoughts, things around us. He tells us, lean on me and I'll pull you out. One of the best examples I've heard about temptations and sins and struggles and you know this sinful act that we're like, oh man, just do this. It like, makes life easier. What would you do if a bird was sitting on your head? What would you do? You move, right? Okay, let's say this is your pet bird. Yeah. You don't move. You're like, oh, look at it. It's just here. Look at him. He's here. He's here. Whatever, right? You put the bird there. You leave the bird there. You're patting it. But then what would you do if that bird starts bringing grass on your hair? Well, you stop picking it up. But if you leave it, and it becomes a nest. Then the bird is like, hey, I'm here with my mate. We're about to make love. And then there'll be eggs in there. Then what happens? Other birds. And what, what do other birds do? They make another nest on your shoulder. That's how sin is. You put your thoughts, you put your sin, you put your struggles sitting down there. What happens? I'm built up. And we're like, God, you did this to me. I was going to church. I was praying. But if you dwell in it, if you let it stay, it builds a nest, it comes home, it comes home, and what you talk about when I get up? Not sin? You're supposed to miss? Some people are like, I can't handle sin. They kill themselves, suicide, sin. I can't do this, kill somebody else, sin. Torture themselves, sin. Use drugs, sin. Whatever it is. Least addiction, abuse, whatever it is. So what are you letting God rest? How are you letting God rest in you? How are you letting, representing Christ like Paul did? Are we merely saying, oh yeah, Jesus had tonight. What do we actually mean? Does our life represent that yes in the middle? Do our actions show it? Here's one analogy and I'm done. If you have a business, or if you have a business right now, and you have a partner in the business, would you make the decision on your own? Yes or no? You're talking with a partner, right? That's how Jesus is. He's not a tool that you bring whenever you want and you don't want to keep it. He's a partner. So before I do anything, I go like, you feeling like it? 
he was your goat. And the good thing is, he's the better partner. He says, yes, I'm not going to argue. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not going to call staff meeting trying to persuade God. Oh, yes. Does it make sense? So, another challenge to you guys is Christ your partner? Or somebody just lean back to every time you mess up? I'm not saying there's no, I'm not saying there's something wrong with leaning back on God. It's a good thing going back to God. But that shouldn't be our threat. Our trend should be, hey Lord, what do you think? How are we supposed to do this? Hey Lord, how can I even present you today? Hey Lord, how can I speak today? God answers for every little bit of things. I mean, 